0: Before the arenas, before the awards, this is Before Nashville, the podcast. Here's your host, George Davis. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Before Nashville, where we're introducing the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And you talk about a country star of tomorrow. Folks, I'm telling you, this dude is going to be one of them. Keep your eye on him. His name is Jacob Lutz. Jacob, how are you, my man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, I've been watching your stuff on Instagram and you just blow me away, dude. You were just amazing. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been, it feels like I've been working at
1: it for a little while here. It's, uh, feels good to finally be doing this full time. So thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy fellow. You got a lot of stuff happening. So let's start off with the typical question everybody asks you. Give us a little bit of background about Jacob Lutz, growing up, getting into music, things like that. Um, So I'm a
1: North Carolina boy. I grew up in a little town called Clayton, North Carolina, east of Raleigh. And uh, my parents were pastors. I grew up uh, in church. So that's how I got into music. So I got on the worship team. I actually started as a, uh, I I played drums first Mm -hmm. and then uh, I moved to piano and then guitar. So uh, I think singing was pretty much the last thing I actually picked up, but um, I've been around music my entire life. Yeah, I I lived in North Carolina for the first 24
0: years, and then I moved to Nashville uh, last January. And the research I did, I listened to a couple of podcasts you were on. There was something that you said, uh, I do a bit called I Heard a Rumor, and this is kind of that thing, because your parents pretty much pushed you out of the house to go to Nashville. What was that all about? I was doing music
1: full-time, kind of, uh, in the church setting in North Carolina. So I was kind of in a comfort zone. I thought I was happy. You know, uh, I was in a relationship there, and I was doing mostly gigs on the weekends as well as working at the church. And so I felt like I kind of was in a comfort zone. I was, I was moving forward. I wasn't really working any kind of other job other than music. So I thought I was happy at that point, and I didn't really have any connections in Nashville. So I felt like, you know, if I moved here blind, I um, might not be setting myself up for success. But I actually posted to Instagram and the drummer for Little Big Town had reached out to me and said, hey, you should come visit Nashville. So as soon as that door kind of opened, in my
0: mind, that was God kind of saying, you don't have any more excuses. Wow, man, that's, that's a great story, though. I mean, you know, you were beating the pavement, so to speak, in North Carolina, and then you get this opportunity, and, and you've not been in Nashville really that long. No,
1: not at all. Yeah, I, I've been here, I guess January will be two years, so I still feel,
0: I still feel pretty new so when you're when you're in nashville i mean you know if you're not out doing anything else you're not back home in north carolina but where do you like to hang out in nashville um
1: tin roof is one of my main spots uh on the midtown is nice i do some gigs and work on broadway but i don't really like to hang out down there too much i'm normally
0: in midtown or uh at tin roof well those are good places to hang out i know a lot of guys that hang out in uh 10 roofs so you you yeah. probably know them too but we won't yeah, fun. right now. <laughs> yeah the regulars yeah and some of the things that i heard i mean it it's nerve-wracking to go from home to nashville how far of a drive is it from clayton to nashville roughly
1: uh i'd say it's probably nine and a half hours Uh, so I've done it uh, I've probably done it maybe four or five times uh, by myself but we grew up traveling to see um, our grandparents so uh, half my family lives in California and half of them live in Florida so we we were a traveling
0: family when we were young so I'm pretty used to it but nashvilles it's still not just a, a quick jump in the car I'm gonna go type of thing Definitely not. When you got into Nashville, what would you say is one of your most nervous moments that you had in Nashville?
1: Um, I would say the first days. I got to Nashville. Uh, I think the first trip we made was January 3rd or something like that. and um, We had emptied the U-Haul at, my, um, at the place that I found to stay in. And then I went straight to a rehearsal. So uh, okay. Hubert Payne. The, the drummer for Little Big Town had, had gathered a group of guys to play in a band called The Network. And so I, as soon as I got unloaded at my house, at my new spot, me and my dad and my brother, we drove over to this garage um, at one of our buddies' house. And it was like a rehearsal. And so it was my first day and Hubert had told me to learn this song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World okay so i I had been practicing that in north carolina and then um i walk up to this garage and before i had even walked in i could hear them uh playing inside and you could just tell the level of musicianship was a completely new level in nashville and so even before i stepped in i was just kind of like all right i need to mentally prepare myself to just be confident and walk in here and know what i'm doing i feel like that could have been a defining moment one way or the other so Right. that was that was pretty nerve-wracking for me that the very first day and and all those guys are still my closest friends now so it worked out but i was nervous
0: that would be a nerve-wracking thing when you just hit town and you're you know you're going to go in and you're going to be working with all these guys yeah i mean i've i've heard some of the names that you talked about that were there and i was just blown away i'm like oh my gosh you know yeah
1: yeah, it's wild. Uh, they all got hired um, onto the Hunter Hayes tour right after that, like a week later. So my that was my first week in town. So it was, it was pretty crazy.
0: What would you say has been your biggest moment since you've been in Nashville?
1: I kinda got put on a fast track when I moved here. I I still feel really new, but within my first six months of living in Nashville, I played three really big things that I came to find out were like big moments in town. And so I had played the Bluebird, uh, I played Whiskey Jam outside, and then I played Revival at Ten Roof. So I had heard all those three things were pretty serious things to accomplish in here as as a musician as a singer as an artist and so for me to be able to do that and get my publishing deal and my artist development deal all within the first six months of, of moving here it was it was just a crazy roller coaster of going like i'm brand new to this town and then i was already doing crazy things like that it was it was a cool moment
0: well the recognition from that must have been super huge and kind of a surreal moment whenever all that happened especially when you got your your publishing and, and your ad deal because that's not something a lot of people get in their first six months. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, it was crazy,
1: man, because I was, I was running sound downtown at Whiskey Row. Um, I, had, I had learned how to run sound in North Carolina. I was running sound in the middle of the night, and I would ask the bands I was running sound for, you know, how long you been in town? What, do you, what are your goals? What are you trying to do? And pretty much all of them would say somewhere from three to all the way up to 10 years, and all they've wanted is a publishing deal and that really opened my eyes before i got the publishing deal and then when i got it i realized just how big of a deal that was it's definitely shocking like in the moment i don't think it hits you quite yet and then and then it really does and you're like
0: i'm, I'm living my dream now this is this is crazy right so with the publishing deal of course that's for writers because you're a writer as well as an artist What's your take on writing right now with 2020? I mean, it's just been a crap year for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been interesting. You come out of the Christmas break, we shut down from about halfway through December till the second week of January, then we start writes again and we had a really good January and February we were writing we were getting really good songs and um, I really had started figuring it out like I had been writing and I and I booked myself through the Christmas break and I was ready to come out on the other side like ready to write great songs in 2020 right and then March uh the tornado hit and then at the end of March I don't feel like we had even really recovered from the tornado yet then then COVID hit and so As a musician on Broadway, that was even tough with gigs, everything getting shut down. So everything stopped for at least two months, and we were writing on Zoom uh, just like this. And then we tried to reopen a little bit and just be cautious and and all of that. And then we had to go back into lockdown. Right. Uh, So we almost got back to a couple in-person rides because when, when we're writing in person, it's only... Uh, you know, two of us or maybe three of us at the most in a room together. So, if a room's big enough, we just you know kind of spread out, be safe. You know, don't get in each other's space. Right. Uh, so it is a little easier for us. We still got good songs over Zoom. We just had to learn how to how to do it. We kind of just get on and we write a song, and if it's great, then that's awesome. If it's not, then it's okay.
0: Right. And that human human interaction adds a lot to a song because. There's just a whole different vibe about it when you're actually in a room with a human and you're doing something like writing or yeah. doing an interview or something like that. You just it's not as collaborative
1: in the moment. So like if I'm playing and singing and over Zoom it's delayed. Somebody can't do that with me at the same time. They gotta wait. So it's yeah, you tell me your idea and then I'll talk and I'll tell you my idea. It's not as collaborative, like fast collaborative in the moment as it needs to be in my opinion
0: right it's harder to pick up on an idea you know you come out with a line in a song and who you're writing with goes oh man i got a perfect line to add to that and then yeah. you can't do it right away you have to wait and then you kind of it just kind of like i said just loses a little bit of the vibe you know that, yeah the momentum yeah 100 one of the things i like to do i call this the iphone top 10 what are the top 10 songs you're listening to right now yourself
1: Right now, because we're just we just started putting out music and we and we want to put out more. I've been listening to a lot of my personal catalog uh, lately, just to really lock down which songs we want to put out next, which ones we want to ask the fans of which what they want next. I have been listening to Hardy's new record. Uh, it's kind of hard to stay away from Morgan and and Hardy right now, just because they're they're killing it. Um, so Morgan too. I mean. All all of their stuff is really cool. Uh, what they're doing is their own thing. Um, listening to Luke's new record. I know Brothers Osborne came out with something. I listen to a lot of different stuff. I have some Alan Stone always going. Um, I listen to Old Gavin DeGraw sometimes. And then John Mayer
0: is always in there. So. Right now, yeah. and you are kind of you're an artist that likes to have a wide variety of genres as well i mean you're not like pigeonholed by what you're listening to
1: we didn't even really want to put a genre on it just because it will look different it will look different with every release i think it will be slightly a different side of me and and hopefully you know my voice and me will be the thread between them but yeah, I, I've just grown up on so many different things. And and of course when I moved to Nashville, I fell in love with the country songwriting, like the storytelling. And so what we're trying to do is keep the, the country storytelling with the lyrics and and all of that, that when you read it down the page, it 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 says something, it it connects with you in some way. So I want to keep that kind of lyric with pop or or you know, hooky melodies or soul or or whatever, and just kind of blend those and so it'll look different with it with every uh version that we put out
0: right now, one of the things that I heard um you had said that one of your your goals was to have a song on Spotify and you finally have achieved that goal
1: yes, I have we put out uh we put out Lonely Heart on October thirtieth uh and it's doing really well so so yeah, we're super excited about it. It's the first of many. We've got another one coming out, hopefully, let's see. Hopefully
0: in a month or so. That's awesome, man. I tell you, Lonely Heart is a, is an amazing song. I've been listening to it on Spotify and checking it out and listened to it several times. And again, one of the things about Before Nashville is introducing the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And I like to give them a taste or give them a song that they're going to hear to know you you're making your way to that name but you're still in that development stage totally let's give them a little bit of lonely heart let's play lonely heart for them let them hear it and you know hopefully this will drive you more fans that's the goal i want to get you more fans more people to love you and that's that's the whole thing about what i'm doing here yeah totally
1: man I, i i can't thank you enough uh we wouldn't be able to do what we do without nice people
0: like you so thank you so much well, man, I appreciate it. do have to, to make a quick note here. Uh, Before Nashville is being sponsored by GoGoTuners, and they have this super cool technology. It's called Green You're In, Red You're Out. And you put that on your guitar, you tune it, you hit your string. When it's green, you're in tune. If it's still red, you have to tune some more. So check it out, GoGoTuners.com. Now let's, uh, let's give a quick uh, listen to Lonely Heart. This is Jacob Lutz from Before Nashville.
2: Girl, since you sat down I've been thinking about that last call round Wondering if you'll still be sitting right here Talking to me over Kobe Jagging it out Now here we are at the end of the night Saying goodbye Knowing that we both don't want to If you ain't got no one to go home to Then baby, won't you Lay your loving on this lawn Cross the leaving start give me something to believe in, a feeling, I don't wanna spend another night alone in a cold bed, if I'm getting All I know is there's nothing that I've been through that you can't undo with your lips. Lay your loving on this lonely heart. I've been waiting on a healing kiss. Trace your fingers across the leaving stars. Give me something to believe in, a feeling. I don't want to spend another night alone in a cold bed if I'm getting old. saying goodbye Goodbye. So lay your
0: That was Jacob Ludd's Lonely Heart of Before Nashville. Man, I got to tell you, that song actually takes me back and not because of listening to the song, but just the style of it. Because it's got kind of that 90s R&B slow jam feel to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we definitely have some of that in there. Uh, Kelly Archer is one of the people I wrote that with. Uh, Her and Blake Bollinger and I wrote that song. But uh, Kelly Archer... She referenced that a lot in that right, so uh that that was definitely in our minds while we were while we were going for that
0: that's a really good song man and i I think people are really gonna love it. you know the way country music has gone, it's kind of shifted from the traditional you know three chords and the truth to being a little bit more pop oriented i would say and and I know you said you don't want to put a style on your music, yeah. but at the same time it, with that song. I just, I think it gives a whole different feel to it. You know, it could be a crossover tune.
1: Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got it right. Not putting necessarily a, a style or a genre on it, but it's going to be a little bit of of all those things. So yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Definitely. So I've heard a couple of songs that you've done. And the one thing I love now, if you know, you're listening and you want to check Jacob out, go to Instagram because he is on there um, quite a bit. And I love the way you do. You get out on your patio, and you sing songs with your guitar, and it's just really, it's just a neat thing. You've got the backdrop behind you, the city, you know, or your neighborhood, and things like that. And it just looks really, really sharp.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, a, buddy of, a buddy of mine actually reached out to me uh, on Instagram. His name's Josh Holt. He ended up being from where I grew up, well, at least close to there. So uh, when he got to Nashville, uh, he, you know, he sent me a message, and and we got together. And like you said, we just waited till the sun was going down, and uh, just go out there with a the guitar. I do. I mean, the songs that you hear, well, "Lonely Heart" at least uh, is produced, and it's and it's all the way done, you know. And so right. it's nice to be able to pull back with just me and my guitar, because that's how it starts, you know, it starts with a voice and a guitar and that's it. Uh, And so to give people that version of it, I will, I will always do that.
0: I I really enjoy that because I've I've looked at a lot of your videos just to listen to music and stuff. Like I said, I ran across you on Instagram and I was just like, man, this guy. I'm not trying to to build your, you know, I'm I'm not an ego booster, but I'm a truth teller. And man, you've got a voice and you got the chops that is just going to be. You're going to be one of those guys that quite honestly I could be honored to say, hey, I interviewed him when. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. That means uh,
1: that means the world to me. I work hard, you know, on what I do to be able to do this and do it well, do it at my best. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate that.
0: Hey, okay, man, you're welcome. Another thing that I like to do on the show, this is always a fun thing because it kind of gives a little bit of an insight into you as a person, but I have a game that we play in that's called or, and what I do is I give you like 10 things and, and you know, compare two of them like this or that, and you tell yeah. me which one that you're that you lean to more okay yes. okay and again i i did check some stuff out so when we get into this don't laugh about what it says if you need me to <laughs> i'm sure you'll understand it uh right. first one is uh writing or playing playing live
1: oh man that's tough um uh, i would say i think just because it's so new to me writing is winning that right now but I say that until I get on stage and, and I'm interacting with the crowd. It, it, that hasn't happened in a little while to where there's an actual crowd to interact with. But, but when that's there, I, I think it's, it's probably getting to hear them singing that back to me of a song that started over here. Right. There's nothing cooler than that, than that moment.
0: That's pretty awesome. I, I like that explanation. So, um, Riders' Rounds or, or Gigs?
1: Uh, Riders' Rounds. For sure. Uh, Playing my own stuff will always, will always win.
0: All right. i I got an extra one in here and and you kind of answered it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, Writing with somebody else or writing solo? Uh, Yeah. Writing with somebody else. It's, it's cool to
1: write solo. And if I have enough to say, I will write solo, but to collaborate with somebody else, what you're trying to do when you write a song is connect with the audience. And, and if you have somebody in the room to
0: connect with, most likely if
1: you two connected on it, you'll connect with everybody else.
0: Right. Now we get into some, some stuff that is a little bit more back home. North Carolina smoked ribs or Nashville hot chicken? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I was super excited about hot chicken when I got here. I, I tried it. It did its damage. And then, I, so I would definitely pick Uh, North Carolina
0: ribs. I'd have to, I got to. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty good. Here's another one. Now I I looked some stuff up online where I got this at. So it may not be a hundred percent correct. Tito's vodka, which I found out was like the big drink in North Carolina. Tito's vodka or bourbon. (laughs) One of my
1: good buddies here, he drinks bourbon and I feel like I've had too many nights with lots of bourbon. So, uh, (laughs) Tito's I'll go Tito's
0: (laughs) that tends to happen down there
1: (laughs) oh it does oh it does and and once
0: you start it's hard to slow it down oh yeah I'm a big bourbon guy I know exactly what you mean my wife told me the other day because I brought home a bottle she gets you've got four bottles in there now and you haven't even touched there you go there you go yeah we're gonna have to get out to the um, the fire pit and crank one up and just sit out there and have some fun absolutely um so if people want to find you where do they go? I mean your website, your social, yep. stuff like that. Kind of give them the direction.
1: Yeah, I mean like you said, I'd say um Instagram. Now now that I actually have a Spotify and a, and an Apple Music to point people to, the the new you know the new single is is there. Uh right. so it's just Jacob Lutz pretty much everywhere. J A C O B L U T Z. Uh I do have a website. Uh, But it's just going to push you to all my social media, all the same stuff. So they all push to each other. If you find me in one spot, you'll find me everywhere. Right.
0: And I heard a really interesting story about Instagram when you got on there because um, your name was Taken. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, on Instagram... A lot of people, I'm sure, have this problem where they have to put music after their name or whatever. So I think my, my old name was Jacob Lutz Music. And there was this kid who had my my name, Jacob Lutz. And I just figured, hey, I, I, maybe I should just reach out and just see what he says. And so I, I sent him a message request and just said, hey, dude, I totally get it. If you don't want to give me uh, the name Jacob Lutz, but it was just this like, you know, this teenage kid who loved to fish and stuff. I had a song up about about that, like, you know, somewhat of a country song and and he saw it and he was like, man, you're awesome. Like, I'll
0: switch my name right now. You can have it. And so, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome, man. So... With new music coming out, I mean, you're talking about having a new song dropping in about a month, uh, and part of that is uh, coming from the the deal that you got with Fifty Egg. Now, Fifty Egg is a, it's kind of a, I don't want to call it a startup, but it's it's fairly new. But man, yeah. the people they have on their roster is just amazing
1: yeah uh they started small like when i signed on there was only four of us yeah you're right everybody who they signed there is um they're good people they're really good at what they do they're just a a really experienced team a really successful team talent attracts
0: talent so so it just kind of built on itself in that way and that's pretty awesome. And also the artist development deal beyond the publishing, which for people that might not understand artist development, just give us a little like cliff note version of what that is.
1: Uh, so in my, in my situation, uh, I signed my deal. I think it was signed in March of last year. We basically started writing songs. They were putting me in, in rooms as the artist in the room. Um, so we would just be trying to write songs for what my project could be. So we didn't necessarily know what the right sound was, because when I was in North Carolina, all I sung was soul music. Right. Uh, And so when I got here, you kind of have to let Nashville rub off on you in a little in a little bit. So we started writing versions of country and soul and pop and and all of those things. We're trying to mix them, like see all the different ways we could come up with. And so we did that for really the last year and a half. And then we started finding what we wanted to start with. And so it's cool because we built up this whole group of songs um, that we now will be able to plan out when we want this kind of music to come out, this kind of music and, and take people on this journey. And that's all artist development. Me not necessarily knowing exactly where I wanted to start with what sound and all of that they're putting me in the right rooms with writers and track guys and people who can help me find that. And then once I find it, help me kind of jumpstart me into the industry with opening for people and playing shows and showcases and all that stuff, putting out music and all that kind of stuff.
0: And um, so that's that's just how it works. If you're not sure, now you know. Man, I, I know you got some stuff going on, brother. I appreciate you coming on tonight. It's uh, It's been my pleasure to talk to you and uh, trust me i'm gonna keep listening um, to lonely heart until you come out with something else and i'll switch you over to that for a while sure. but definitely on your instagram so if you get a chance you need to follow jacob lutz on instagram he's got stuff on there that you're going to hear eventually i mean some at some point in time possibly i mean not every song you write makes it to the recording right. studio yeah
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, You're exactly right. They don't all make it, but I do like to have the fans help with what songs we put out. So that's why I put them on Instagram. So if you find me on Instagram and you can see those videos, you can, you know, give me feedback and I'll know which ones need to go out. And so, but yeah, man, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome to talk to you. I appreciate the support and uh, thanks everybody for listening.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, again, before Nashville brought to you by go, tuners, check them out, GoGoTuners.com. Also, if uh, you're listening to us on Apple podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating, leave a review. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know if there's artists out there that you think I need to have on things like that. I can reach out to anybody. They're just an email away. We're also on Spotify. We're on eight different platforms right now. So wherever you get your podcast, you can be listening to before Nashville. Again, Jacob Lutz, Jacob, Ben, again, one more time, thanks so much for coming on, and can't wait to see where your career goes from here. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks a lot.